Uh, we're all aware in the Canadian Football League about yesterday's uh, announcement of the passing of, of uh, Don Matthews, a legendary coach in the Canadian Football League, 77 years of age. He began in 1977 with the Eskimos as a linebacker coach. Uh, in 78 through 1982, he became the defensive coordinator uh, with the Eskimos. He came back in 1989 to be the defensive coordinator. Then in 1999 and 2000, he was the head coach of the Eskimos. Sprinkled all around his time in Edmonton. He also coached uh, either as an assistant or a head coach in BC, in Toronto, in Saskatchewan, in Baltimore, and in Montreal. Some of those cities, he was there a couple of times. Five Grey Cups. Uh, he won three in a row in 95, 96, and 97 with Baltimore, and then twice in a row uh, with Toronto. He's a five-time coach of the year. He won 231 games as a head coach, 11 division titles, and five Grey Cups. He was one of the best coaches ever in the Canadian Football League and quite the character. And Blake Dermott joins us now, who played on a team where Don Matthews was a coach. Uh, Blake, what are your memories of Don Matthews? Well, I first... Uh uh, I, I think I saw Don um, a lot when in when I first uh, well, when I was around the Eskimos in the early 70s as a fan and as a kid and as a player and that kind of stuff and I and I always found him to be so I wasn't really on the on the team in the organization but I found him to be really you know uh, a loud and boisterous and kind of fun you know when I was going through uh, Eskimo advancement camps as a high school player he was there and uh, he seemed to have uh, a very confident attitude about himself. And then go to 1989. So actually, let's go to 1983. He's no longer with the Eskimos. He's with BC. I could not stand the guy. I could not stand anything about the way he coached or anything like that. I just there was just something about the arrogance that I thought that he had, right? But but his teams were always so damn good to beat the hell out of us, and for a number of years they did. And then then he came back to us in 1989, and that was when I first. That's I really the only time I really got an appreciation for you know the kind of coach he was and his coaching methods and te techniques and it was the first time that I, I you know because he, he fought like a player and and you're hearing a lot of people say this but we would get into special teams type meetings right and and he would say this is what we're going to do and and he would challenge players and he wouldn't challenge you by getting you know in your face and putting your finger or anything like that he says you know like blake you've got you've got a, a really strong responsibility this week because this is the guy that this this is a guy we're most concerned about and he would and he would put put that out to you in front of the the team and it was like can you handle that and, and first of all, nobody's going to say, no, I can't handle it. But, but it really made the onus on you to do your job, right? And, and it, it made you think, like, i got to go extra hard because I, the coach is counting on me. It's every one of my teammates are counting on me. And you go into every game and every play thinking that, but very rarely do you get it, you know, that, that pointed out to you like he did. And the other thing that, you know, I, I remember that team, 1989, like we, we would have 75, 80 offensive plays. I remember one time against Ottawa, we had, uh, I think, 93 offensive plays. And the defense at 45. And they never watched film. They would go in and they'd, they, the defense would joke about it. And because it wasn't so much Don's philosophy, wasn't so much about we gotta, we got to study to see what we need to, you know, how we're going to stop them. It was kind of like we worry about ourselves. We worry about what we do, make them worry about us. So I don't really need to see what they're going to do. This is, this is our scheme. This is how we're going to handle it. I want my players to concentrate on their responsibilities. And we would come out of these meetings an hour and a half after the defensive guys had gone home. 
because they their philosophy was so different, and they you know they were just so dominant as a defense. So you could tell that he he just was able to push the right buttons with players, and he was so good at it, better at that than anybody that I ever played with, played with or for. I remember back in the when he was the head coach of the Eskimos in the in the '99 and then the 2000 year. I, I was lucky enough to be able to to uh, sit in on a couple of times and, and host the coaches show with him, and I just loved talking to him between uh, you know during the breaks and just just hearing him tell stories and and uh, uh, he loved to tell stories. He had some good ones, uh, but he was he was such a personality. And and I mean, you you said it how you couldn't stand him when he wasn't on your team, and that that's that's I think the way it is for a lot of people. Around around the league everybody respects him as a coach and everyone understood the success he had but there's people who really liked him and there's people who really didn't like him and didn't agree with the way he worked well the other thing too that he was always a guy that looked after his players you know what player wouldn't want to play with a guy who didn't want to beat the heck out of each other in practice and he didn't believe in that it was all about mental. I mean, by the time he got to pro, I guess his attitude was, yeah, we can fine-tune your technique. Yeah, we can do a couple of it. But you know how to hit. You know how to tackle by the time you get there. We don't need to practice that stuff. All that does is kill the, the important time that's needed to make sure that you're doing your assignments properly. So I don't need to – I want my guys healthy and chomping at the bit to be able to go after the other team on Saturdays. I don't need you to be beating each other up on a Tuesday. And, and from that standpoint, I, I think players love to play for him that way. They were always fresh. They were always flying around. And, and he gave – he was one of those innovators that would give you – I remember when I first started in the league, as, a, as an offensive tackle, you'd line up, and if the defensive end was outside of you, on your outside shoulder and the linebacker was off, you knew the defensive end was going outside. And you could close your eyes and step to that point. If the, if the linebacker was up in the line of scrimmage, you knew the defensive end was going inside. You could close your eyes and step to the point. You knew the defensive end would run to you. Don Matthews did was he started, and this is what he did with the great Eskimo teams, is he started to give those guys an opportunity to think the game. If this guy is going to jump out at you and you're playing wide and he's going to leave the inside, take it, as long as you can still handle your responsibility. And that's when guys like Quick Parker started to just tear up the league because he would, they were doing things that were unorthodox, and he was giving them the free reign to do it while, as long as they still were able to handle their responsibilities. And it's just a simple thought, but it's the way football is played now, uh, north and south of the border. Saw a great line on him uh, this week. Somebody said uh, Don Matthews has uh, ten rings, five Grey Cup and five wedding rings. <laughs> He did. Uh, he did. He, he did have a notable uh, social life that was, uh, uh, you know. But again, something that was very private. And I remember uh, at the uh, uh, CFL Coach of the Year dinner, I was lucky enough to be the MC for, and I made a joke about it. I don't think he is appreciated. I don't think he appreciated it at all. That was the one time that I got kind of a, uh, a snide remark from anybody. So he he did keep that that stuff kind of personal and close to the vest. Uh, I know from a media standpoint, and I remember when he was uh, in his second stint in Edmonton. I wasn't uh, I wasn't covering the team back then, uh, but you know, as Morley said, you know, we we did a, a weekly coaches show at a at a sports bar, and um, he would talk to me, you know, on, on the talk back. But then, you know, he was always very fun and engaging. And then when I started covering the team, then I, I covered Don uh, in his last three seasons, really in the league. I, I didn't have a chance to to, uh, to to talk with him when he came back in 08 and played the final eight games, I think, of that season, which didn't go very well because the Argos went 0-8. Uh, but from a media standpoint, you asked the wrong question or what he perceived was the wrong question, the Don will whack you. 
and I got whacked a couple of times. But I'll, t- I'll tell you this, too. When I would go up to the to the table and, and, and pick up my microphone and my recorder, and it took a lot of gumption for me to do this because he, he smacked me down a couple of times, and I said, Don, thank you very much. And he says, all right, no problem, thank you. And he, he looked you right in the eye, and uh, he always had this respect level, I think, for everybody, but definitely had that fire in, in, in him, uh, especially with media. And I do remember when uh, he, he was caught for uh, filming Ottawa's practice, and I think in that practice they said, look, I'm here for entertainment. You guys are going to miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> Absolutely. We are going to miss Don, and we miss him already. Yeah, he was. He, he, he would do that to a player, too. He would have the ability to smack. And it was never in one of those situations where it was insulting to the player, but you knew just by the tone, just by the way he would direct his response, just by the way he would direct his, his tough love, you knew that he was smacking you. <laughs> <laughs> he was good at it. 